thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, in a lesson for parents and caregivers, adults who are picky eaters as kids, thanks strategies that were positive and encouraging for helping them change their palate. Published in the International Journal of Eating Disorders, the study looked at over 19,000 adults who struggled with food avoidance and what would now be defined as Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder, or ARFID. This condition can lead to not only weight loss and nutritional deficiencies, but also social and emotional challenges. Co-author Nancy Zucker, PhD, professor in Duke's Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences said, It's not surprising that positive approaches were favoured, but it is surprising how overwhelming that position was amongst this group of adults. It is robust confirmation for what had been out there in the literature and reinforces the concept that children feeling forced or pressured to eat is not helpful. Participants were asked to describe strategies used by their caregivers as either helpful or not helpful, and these answers were then interpreted using sophisticated AI technology that was able to understand not just the words, but the concepts that were referred to. Helpful strategies used a positive emotional context, such as using food to teach cultural or nutritional lessons, being flexible about the approach to food, providing plenty of safe foods, help with food preparation, and presenting foods from specific food groups. Whilst a similar percentage noticed the importance of structure around eating, clearly defined expectations around eating were deemed to be helpful in the context of distinguishing between feeling forced versus being asked to do something. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, whilst I don't know whether this is the absolute best study, I think looking at adults and asking them what they thought when they were kids in a retrospective basis is probably going to have a bias towards more positive connotations. You know, you're probably going to look back more fondly on things you perceived as positive than things you perceived as punishment. However, I think it makes a lot of sense. So whilst I think maybe the study isn't perfect, I think the results are very likely to be true. And I think it's a really important message to get out there. You know, I think that last sentence there about Distinguishing between being feeling forced to do something versus being asked to do something is really important. Many of you would know that I'm super passionate about this topic. You know, I wrote my book, Nourish Without Nagging, which was all about how to get your kids to love eating healthily. And that's really what it was all about. It was about creating positive connotations, teaching them positive lessons about why they should love to eat healthy food. Not that they have to eat healthy food, but that they would love to and why that might be. So, you know, focusing on long term approaches, you know, teaching them why they would love to eat the food, how it's going to help them get what they want, you know, teaching them how to judge their food, not just about by how they feel whilst they're eating it, but how they feel later. Role modeling healthy food for kids, focusing on what you can add in rather than what you need to take away from them, helping them understand your expectations and why they're there and also exceptions and why they're there, why we do what we do, why we are sometimes allowed to have food that is Perhaps in the you know, the red category, if we're using the traffic light system, you know, surrounding your kids with lots of healthy options, as is mentioned in this study, and you know, making sure the rewards you give your kids are healthy rewards, not creating links between junk food and rewards, um, and keeping on trying, staying in that positive mindset, and keeping on trying because kids grow and they change and they develop and their taste buds change. So. These are all the strategies I spoke about in my book, Nourish Without Nagging. They fit and dovetail perfectly into this research. 
So I'm really pleased to be able to share it. I'm really pleased that the research is being done. I think more can be done. Um, I think the more evidence we've got in this area to show parents and caregivers and, and the more we're educating, you know, I think there's a gap here between perhaps what the research is showing and the information that's being given and provided and passed down to parents in terms of how to go about creating this healthy environment with food for our kids because we know with the rise of eating disorders and disordered eating in our society that this is a really important topic and a really important one to get right. So teach your kids to love eating healthily. If you need some help, get my book, Nourish Without Nagging. You can find it on my website, drbretthill.com forward slash shop, and you'll find it there in, in both uh, ebook form and also in physical form. I'd love to help you out. You can also find it at my practice, Healthy Choices Chiropractic. If you want to come in and get a signed copy, you can certainly do that too. So you've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.